Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. The American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most. With a crew and good captain, well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. Then later that night when the ship's bell rang, could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound. Legendary Gordon Lightfoot turning 83 today. That is my favorite Gordon Lightfoot song. And there's some other beauties, and you can always text us, give us your thoughts. But, uh, man, 83 years of age. It's quite the uh, quite the story. I know there was a sort of a, a biog written about him that was really uh, interesting. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer back in town. Uh, NHL CBA mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers who concluded a five-game road trip last night. The Winnipeg Jets were better from start to finish. They beat Edmonton 5-2 to two in the process. The Oilers drop 11-4 and four on the season. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We'll uh, review last night. Not just last night's game on the ice, but also in the ice tech-up as uh, Brendan Escott is a big part of our show. Was at last night's uh, soccer tilt uh, between Canada and Mexico. You know it's a big deal when it makes ESPN in the states. I believe the line was Canada beat Mexico in soccer. Well, they did. Uh, as for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, you know I had a conversation actually this morning with Wayne Gretzky, and he just said, you know, stuff. Uh, you travel, but you know, for for players, that end that last game on a road trip. And sometimes it gets you, and it used to happen to us once in a while, and Wayne referenced uh, Boston. We'll get him on next week again on the show, but because uh, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, we, we'd play in Boston, and everybody, oh, the Oilers can never beat Boston. Boston's better. And we never lost a playoff game to Boston. 
you know, in the Stanley Cup Finals. So there is something to it. It's not an excuse. It's just a reality over the course of a long season and give credit where credit's due. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Uh, the Jets in a rematch of last year's playoff series. Jets a, a deeper team on defense right now than they were a year ago and uh, they were they were prepped and ready to go and here's the situation with Edmonton when you're rolling out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle or maybe right now it's Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid you're getting everybody's best game nobody's sleeping on you like uh, back in 11-12 and the Oilers got 17 and two home games against Chicago the Blackhawks were outright dismissive of the 2011-2012 Oilers well I'll tell you what if you're not alert and awake and ready to go against Connor McDavid he's going to get you and so, too, is Leon Dreisaitl. So the orders are getting other teams' best games. And different approaches and, you know, 3-2 losses in Detroit and Buffalo. You win one of those two games, you're 3-2 and two on the trip. Now, that said, they're still way above 500 in the road this year, but uh, not the way it ended uh, last night. Uh, Winnipeg was physical with Edmonton's top players. Um, the orders got back in the game kind of in the third period couple power play goals, but five on five, the Jets were the infinitely superior team. Edmonton got no juice out of their bottom six at all in that game last night. It's becoming a little, you know what, let's just cut the BS here. The team's going to need at least two more forwards. Now, Devin Shore, can he help him out potentially in the bottom six? I mean, he ended up playing in their th- one of their top three lines last year in the uh, triple overtime game. Is Dylan Holloway an option down the road? Yes, perhaps, you know, by the time we get back from the Olympic break. But Edmonton uh, had, I mean, they had a couple guys that didn't even get on the ice in the third period last night. Uh, on today's show from the NHL Network, Brian Lawton. At 105 today, political affairs columnist and cult of hockey writer for the Edmonton Journal, David Staples, and our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. So, I told you, two games last night. I was in Winnipeg. Uh, team flew back. Got back, I don't know, one-ish or something like that. Here's Brendan Escott. Brendan, how you doing? Uh, thawing out after that game last night, which was well worth every bit of the cold weather, man. What an environment. Yeah, so tell us a bit about it. I mean, how stoked and pumped up were the fans, and did they play a factor? And I know I, I did talk to Speck briefly this morning as well about something, and he had his perspectives, but uh, share with us over the air what you experienced last night. Yeah, well, first of all, it was a great mix of the crowd. I, I got in there, and honestly, probably 60-40 in my estimation, maybe 65-35 Canadian. Canadian, but that's that would be it and so that made for you know that that true rivalry factor and I thought that Canada I I don't know that I expected them to play as well as they did in the in the elements there I figured that that was going to be a serious detriment to both teams but you know what uh, once the wind kind of died down there it wasn't that bad it wasn't as bad as say that great cup from a couple of years ago 2018 I believe that was um, but man you know you're watching uh, Canada being spoken about in the same sense as like the highest caliber of soccer is special and we get to see it on display in front of our home fans. They probably would have won that game even without Davies in my opinion. Well, here's, I mean, they're coming uh, and you know, we, we've been accused at times of talking too much about soccer over the last uh, five or six years and I'll, full disclosure, I've become a much bigger uh, f- uh, European football fan over the last 15 years, probably at the expense of NCAA and NBA basketball and uh Obviously, still love college football in the NFL. Uh, I love the falls because you got everything going on. And 
you, you know, you got to have domestic talent. Canada's slowly bringing that along. But, Brendan, to me, uh, from the reports I heard, I mean, Canada got up and after it pushed. The, frankly, that's when you know a team's good. A team's good when they can challenge you and pressure. I mean, for the Edmonton Oilers in the 1980s, they could just come at you in waves, but they could get after you and they'd be prepared to trade chances. The Winnipeg Jets are a top six team in the NHL, and they can forecheck, and they've now got a better defense, and they've got Connor Hellebuck in between the pipes. And so they don't have to play like Buffalo did. I mean, Buffalo played a 1-1-3-4 check at times against Edmonton on Friday night. All they did was try to prey upon Edmonton's mistakes, and Edmonton made a couple too many. Last night against Winnipeg, the Oilers had it taken to them. There's really no other way to say it. And uh, we will go in now to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. Cam Moon had the call on last night's game. It's the first place in the Pacific Edmonton Oilers versus the second place in the Central Winnipeg Jets. Horn Fogel left wing to Keith. Couldn't get it in deep. Coming the other way. It's Lowry into the Oiler end. A snapshot behind Koskin and he scores. Lowry with a shot down the right wing. It got through Koskin and just barely over the line and it's one nothing Winnipeg. Well, Miko's got to have that one. I mean, that's just a horrendous first goal to give up. You're playing one of the best goaltenders in the league. He's going to have to dig here. Tough start for Miko. Puck stays in. Ehlers will take it out to Shifley. Saved by Koskinen off of Shifley. Good opportunity there for Winnipeg. To cop. Ryan got taken out. Pass on the left to Ehlers. He'll shoot. Scores. Nikolai Ehlers came down the left wing and rips it high glove side on Koskinen to make it 2 nothing for Winnipeg. CeCe on the end boards to Duncan Keith. He's got Shifley right there. Poked it up the boards. Doesn't get out. Puck to the middle. Morrissey down low. Tipped in front. Scores. Tyson Berry to swat it right back out. He gave it to McDavid. In over the line with Hyman. The pass to Hyman. Oh, and a great save by Hellebuck. Got it with a right pad. Every time we got an opportunity, Hellebuck uh, closed the door. And we just chased the rest of the game. Over to Stanley. He'll shoot. Scores. Logan Stanley let that go from the left point. There was traffic in front of the net, and that might have been redirected. Koskinen saying maybe with a high stick. Right now, it's 4-0 Winnipeg. He's up to the right of Hellebuck. They do get the win. Puck on the blue line. It's Nurse. Left side to McDavid. Over to Dreisaitl. Scores! From the left to McDavid. He'll shoot it. Save made by Hellebuck in front of the net. Dreisaitl. Scores! No goal. It's waved off. Referee Chris Schlenker waving it off as Dreisaitl put it home. No goal on the play. Goaltender interference. No goal. Well, the RV got knocked. It looks like he got knocked into Hellebuck. He's, he's trying to get out of the Oh, he got cross-checked into him. I think the orders are going to challenge here. After the coach's challenge, it was determined that the Edmonton player was pushed in by a Winnipeg player. Therefore, we have a good goal on the ice. Wow. <laughs> like I was saying. Puck goes to the blue line, and it is out. Kyle Connor will shoot it. He'll score. Connor with the empty netter. 
make it 5-2 Winnipeg. All right, so the Jets, uh, they were the better team. I mean, they dominated the game 5-on-5 five five in stretches. Edmonton with a push in the third period. They went to dry settle McDavid and Paul Yarvey to try to uh, generate some offensive after having them split up. Uh, Jets defense, uh, for those of you that watched the game last night, we addressed that during the, the second intermission. I mean, they just, specifically their D, pounded McDavid and dry settle. And uh, Edmonton didn't have much of a physical response. Like Pierre-Luc Dubois kind of ran around a little bit, and I was like, is somebody not going to at least have a conversation with this guy? Like, it's not like it's Ryan Reeves running around. Um, but again, into the trip, you know, 11-4, and four, you'll take that all day to start the season. Got to be a lot better tomorrow night when Edmonton plays Winnipeg. Koskinen had some good moments in last night's game. He'd tell you he'd have to have the first and second goals back for sure. Uh that said, the, the the goal by Ehlers that made it 2 nothing. if that's dry settle sniping that, you're saying it's a great shot and not blaming the Guardian. Here's Dave Tippett's assessment of the loss last night. Well, we got down early and uh, gave up another couple in the third or in the second and uh, chase started chasing the game you're into end of a road trip you can't you get down early you're just you feel like you're climbing an uphill battle so we uh, you know there's some things that we wanted to do better in our own zone we competed harder around the puck but uh, every time we got an opportunity Hellebuck uh, closed the door and we just chased the rest of the game uh, Tippett also, uh, speaking of chasing games six consecutive game that Edmonton's given up the first goal against you get down four nothing. That's a hard game to chase. I mean, let's be honest. You know, here. So it's uh, we got a couple of power play goals there to get us back around it, but yeah, just not enough, uh, not enough juice to our group right now. We need to get home and get a day of rest. Yeah, and full CBA mandated off day today for the Edmonton Oilers. Starnell Nurse had these comments on digging early holes. Yeah, they capitalized on the chances uh, that they got. They. And more than us, and we're able to, to convert when when given the opportunity. So, um, anytime you dig yourself a four nothing hole, it's it's tough to come back in the third. You gotta try your best, but uh, didn't have enough to get done tonight. And Leon Drysaddle, who scored two more goals, he's got 17 on the season since the start of the. Um, 18-19 season, Leon Dreisaitl leads the NHL in goals with 141. He leads the NHL in goals this year with 17. He leads the league in goals uh, on the power play. He's got nine power plays. He leads the league in game-winning goals with five. He leads the league in points with 33. Leon Dreisaitl is having a good start to the year. Uh, he has comments following last night's game on the fatigue factor for the Edmonton Oilers. It's a lot of travel, of course. I've uh, been on the road for a while, but every team has has those road trips. You know, that's that's not an excuse. So we got a few things to figure out. Uh, I don't think we were as bad as maybe it looked on the score sheet, but um, yeah, if you go down for nothing, you, you're probably not going to win. All right. Uh, so I'd like to get your thoughts. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063. Starting December the 1st, the slot machines at the River Cree will be open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning nonstop excitement on the biggest gaming floor in Western Canada. Plus, enjoy daily dining specials more than their 10 great restaurant and bars. For more information, head to rivercreeresort.com. Uh, coming up next, we'll get into NHL Today for elite promotional marketing company branded apparel products and awards, all created in 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you, and it's 1220 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Yeah, I think, you know, I think first off, you got to play your way into that position. Would I trade a first-round pick? Yeah. I mean, I've done it, I've done it multiple times before. You know, the, the, the player that you need or the, that you have to be there, but yeah, I mean, I've, my history shows that I've done it before. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're trading our first-round pick, but would I trade the first-round pick if for the right deal? If I thought it was going to make us better and, and if we're having a tremendous year, we can continue to play at a high level? Absolutely. All right, that is uh, Edmonton Oilers General Manager, now Hall of Famer, Ken Holland, who joined us on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott, as we went back into the uh, Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear. Specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. Hmm. Uh, we'll see how the Edmonton Oilers upgrade the team as the season goes on. I mean, Turris and Perlini, both former Arizona Coyotes, hardly played in last night's game uh, in the in the third. Uh, did they get on the ice in the third period? Um, and, and in fairness to both players, those guys are more offensive-minded players during the course of their career, and they're playing in the bottom, uh, you know, on a, on a bottom line. Derek Ryan, a little bit of time. Derek Ryan's had a, a challenging time, five v five, to say the least. At this stage in Ryan's career, at thirty-four, he's probably a fourth-line center. That can win some face-offs for you as part of a pretty good penalty kill. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I'll bring it. Sure, why not? Just against Winnipeg, Brendan, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, and then we'll get into NHL today. Connor McDavid has gotten to the Jets before with huge emotional swings in games. And guess where some of that occurred during the time that he coached with Todd McClellan? Guess which game situation that occurred with that he's not currently deployed in right now? Penalty kill? Yep. Right? He doesn't play much. I mean, he might get the last 15 seconds of a penalty kill. The guy's now a 55% face-off man, which is a central part of killing penalties. He's got to win draws. And, uh, you know, they got the number two penalty killing in the NHL. But some people would say to you, you know what? When the guy's the best player, you got to play him in every situation. And it doesn't mean he's playing a minute of the kill. Maybe he plays 25 to 30 seconds. But maybe you just put him in there and give the opposition. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's food for thought. It's pretty tough to argue. Last night, the Oilers went into last night's game with a combined 130% on special teams. And the team is 11-4. and four. Um, But they're going to need a different dynamic in their bottom six forwards. It's an absolute given. They're not getting any juice out of the bottom six. That's been a challenge. And they got to stop giving up the first uh, goal against. And, uh, oh, by the way, some people say, stop. they got to get a goalie, too. 
We'll see what happens here with Mike Smith over the next couple of weeks. Into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan. Yeah, it's a light night uh, in the NHL. Just three games with Vancouver, the lone Canadian content they're hosting Colorado. Habs forward Brendan Gallagher picked up a $2,500 fine for roughing Barkley Goudreau last night. He was ejected on the play, punched him, just squared up and bopped him right in the head after the two were tangled up off of a face-off. Game day for the Bakersfield Condors, kicking off a four-game road trip in San Jose. Now, I don't know what's going on with this, Bob. They are scheduled to play in Abbotsford against the Canucks farm team but that city experiencing catastrophic flooding and now some uh, fires as well those games are still on the schedule I did as much digging as I could and nothing has been altered quite yet but those are set for Friday and Saturday so uh, we'll keep that situation uh, on our radar next Oil Kings action sees them at home to Prince Albert on Friday and then Sunday the Calgary Hitmen are in town four o'clock puck drop then and the Golden Bears are hosting UBC at the Claire Drake this weekend yeah, uh, still up in the air, uh, I would assume at this stage. You know what? Maybe I'll reach out to Scott Housen here during the break and see if we, uh, Scott's now uh, the uh, president of the American Hockey League, and see if there's a plan to maybe reschedule some of those games. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. On the Ashley Fine Floors text line, let's uh, do a rack of texts here for the next three minutes. Dave says, Bob, the Oilers have trouble with the Jets. It reminds me of Dallas Oilers from the 1990s. It's completely different. <laughs> I'm sorry, it is. Uh, Edmonton played Dallas multiple times, obviously upset them in 97, and then the Stars beat them in 98, 99, 2000, 01, and 03. And the Stars had twice the salary cap of Edmonton for many of those years. Um, the Oilers did not have two of the best players in the world. The Stars had Mike Medano, who probably was a top 10 player in the league at that time. And they had Zuboff, who was a vastly underrated defenseman. You know, Zuboff, Sador, Mavtichuk, Hatcher. Now, if your point is that Mavtichuk and Hatcher and Ludwig used to pound the Oilers, well, guess what? Edmonton had the type of team that hit back, too. There were games where there were 60 to 80 hits uh, from from Edmonton uh, during those Ronnie Lowe-era coach teams. Again, uh, here we go. Bob, we need some hitters. Where is Archibald? We need him back. Best hitter on the team. Well, the problem is for Josh, he's, he's out. Can't do anything for three months dealing with myocarditis, which he was unaware that he'd gotten uh, contracted uh, COVID at some point during the offseason because he got tested right through until the playoffs. But last season, players were tested every day. Uh, this season, if you're fully vaccinated, you're, text, uh, you're tested every three days. And then if you're not fully vaccinated, so like the guy in Detroit, Bertuzzi, he's got to get te- uh, tested every day. But there's no question, uh, there is no question that uh, the Edmonton Oilers missed Josh Archibald as a fourth-line player. Dana says, Bob, uh, why do you guys only notify us when and where the Bears are playing but never make mention of our pandas? Uh, okay, uh, Stony from Edmonton. Uh, I mean, are we going to end up listing every single hockey game that's played in the city of Edmonton? Is that what we're going to do here? Because <laughs> maybe we'll just mention OEG teams. How does that sound? Uh, 
Bob, uh, we gave up a defender who's playing first pair of minutes in Carolina for bottom six help. We still got a poor bottom six and even a worse defense. I know the team will give you uh, a you-know-what whack if you criticize them, but, wow, that's looking like a terrible move from Ken Holland from Stoney. Well, we'll see, Stoney. We'll see how it plays out. Ethan Bear, unfortunately, the team wasn't comfortable with playing and when they cut down a four defenseman against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you got to give to get. And let's give Fogel some time here. Carolina's got a real good team, and I'll concede that. I think the Oilers thought that Bush ultimately Bouchard was the guy that was kind of replacing um, Ethan Bear. And, you know, we'll see where it goes carrying forward here. 12:29 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And uh, when we come back, Brian Lawton. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.